What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, the Dolphins' high-flying, roaring start to the 2023 NFL season, it hit a bit of a speed bump in Orchard Park. Uh, the Dolphins took their undefeated record uh, up to Highmark Stadium to face division rival Buffalo Bills, and they lost, and they lost in blowout fashion, 48-20. to 20. Uh, They return to Miami Gardens, no longer undefeated, no longer in first place in the AFC East, and with a lot to work on ahead of hosting the New York Giants, who have a lot to work on themselves. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins will be hosting that team uh, on Sunday, trying to get back and uh, rebound from a tough loss. Uh, we're going to discuss that, but we got to start with uh, that big game, and that big defeat. Now, both David and I took the Dolphins in a very close game. It looked like we were about to get maybe an instant classic. You know, both teams traded a pair of uh, touchdowns. It was 14 to 14 early uh, at uh, early in the fourth, uh, excuse me, the second quarter. And then uh, things just started to, to, to avalanche and to, to, to roll, uh, not in the Dolphins' favor. Uh, they couldn't stop Josh Allen turned the ball over a couple times. Before you know it, they were down uh, four scores, trying to uh, mount a improbable comeback, and they weren't able to do that. Um, just a really tough day at the office, especially for the defense. But I want to start with the offense because after putting up 70 points to only be able to muster 20 points, I know a lot of people are asking what the heck went wrong. And I think that um, – I'll, I'll say this. I'm not – re-watching that game and watching that game, I'm not – as concerned about the offense, but I'll add a caveat and I'll soon get, get to that. But I, I thought that in the beginning, they, they looked like that team that we saw a week prior that put up 70, honestly, the, for the first two drives, um, they were moving the ball very well. Um, you, you saw them continue to use Devon H. Chan, the rookie running back, in a lot of very creative ways. Um, you know, they two of looked very sharp I and mean, he was moving the ball not just to Tyree Kill but to J- uh uh to Jalen Waddle, Derm Smythe moving the ball around. Um and then you start to you start to see some of that stuff from the previous season that really um kept this team back. And a lot of times um teams will kind of give the cliche, you know, you know, it's it's our only person that team person that can stop us is ourselves. But for the Dolphins, that seems to be a recurring issue. You know, they had the pre-snap penalties. It seemed like, you know, it, it what was weird to me was that, and I asked several people about this post game was that they had opened the season on the road with two games to start the season on the road. And they didn't have these issues. Obviously, you know, Buffalo stadium, that was a raucous environment. That's kind of a different beast, Um, but they didn't have those pre-snap issues in the first two games. We saw a lot of that in the, uh, uh, in this past game, troubles moving, uh, getting guys lined up, motioning uh, before the snap and stuff like that. Um, and then it just starts to avalanche. You know, you fumble once in in your own territory, leads to points. That's not good. Um, the defense, which we're going to talk about soon, that really couldn't get any stops. They actually got back to back stops. I, I guess field goals and punts. Um, I'll say field goals, and then you know, two or throws that pick, and then it's like, all right, any type of momentum that you think they could have had, you know, they were down two scores, two or throws the pick. And then after that, it's just kind of like they, they really didn't have a shot. Um, I, I'll say that I know a lot of people were were criticizing McDaniel. He took blame for not uh, running the ball enough. I didn't have a problem with that, to be honest, because I thought that they were they were beat up in the trenches. I mean, they were not winning 
they, they were getting like beat up on the offensive line. They were already missing two starters because Teron Armstead went down. They were playing without Connor Williams. Um, I don't think that they were in a position to run the ball well, but I will concede and I will say that they, they have to be able to run the ball well against the good teams. You can do that against the Denver Broncos. You can do that against other teams, but you got to be able to control the line of scrimmage better than you did because that's where really what the root of their issues were on Sunday, I believe. Well, yeah, that was – I, th- I think on both sides of the ball. I mean, the, the, uh, I mean, offensively, you I mean, yeah, you come off a, you know, a 70 point game and everything and everybody's ex- excited. But again, that was a case of a very good offense, possibly great offense, having, you know, playing very, very well, hitting on everything and a bad team, you know, being a bad team. And, you know, at some point, look like the fourth quarter clocking out. Well, Maybe third quarter, <laughs> but and as opposed to you have a good team who's you know who's hungry. The Bills didn't feel like they they feel like they'd have no margin for error because they you know they've had a dog game early on. Um, they don't want to be you know like essentially a game and a half behind the Dolphins. Uh, they know and you know they're human. They see the Dolphins are you know the talk. Everybody's talking about the Dolphins' offense, so. Uh, they definitely came in pretty jacked up to to play to play as well as they could defensively and even even more so than a normal NFL game, normal NFL team. And I think that just on both sides of the ball, it, they the Dolphins really just they lost the line of scrimmage pretty decisively, I felt like. And yeah. so and when that's happening, you know, it's one thing if you you're not running the ball just because you get the occasional, you know, bat, you know, two yard loss or two yard gain, or, and you know, you you get a little impatient. I don't feel they were impatient. I feel like it wasn't looking like a situation where you're going to be able to run the ball well, and then you're down, you're down a couple scores. It doesn't look like on the other side of the ball you're going to be stopping them anytime soon. So, uh, boy, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to run, it's hard to stay with the run in those situations, and you know you you weren't running well anyway. So well, you know, so you mean you take out the one big carry that uh, H- yeah had in the early. I mean, it doesn't look it doesn't look that great. And, I, and they they right. got some they got like a ten yard run from him on a on an early touchdown. But outside of that, it's like they 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 they, they didn't get much. I mean, it wasn't right. a good deal for and, most of it at all. And yeah. I and I also and. Then you know, so when that's not going well, if you're losing both when you're losing both lines of scrimmage, you have to play so perfectly in every other phase of the game, and they clearly weren't. You had two fumbles, you know, that were just kind of like that. They, you know, this wasn't like you know any great peanut tilling punch out. I mean, it was just it, they were just not being, not just being careless with the ball. Yeah, um, you know, an interception on an overthrow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just a bad. That was just a bad yeah. play from Tua. And, so, and then yeah. I, th- now, yeah, I think it is concerning a little bit that the two best teams they played ran the ball on them, and that is concerning. I think everything about the defense is very concerning, and it's probably well, the biggest, also, su- probably the biggest surprise through the first. Yeah, month. I mean, why, why is it? You know, why Stephon Diggs? You know why Xavier Howard was not glued to Stefan Diggs. Like I, that was that was something yeah. that I mean, I apparently reading some of his comments, that was something that mystified 
X also, he, him also. But, you know, how you don't, at you know, early on say, okay, this isn't working. We need to take, you know, we need to take our best guy, put him on their best guy and let that play out how it plays out. You know, if Stephon Diggs has a big day going up against Savian Howard, well, you know, what else you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So the end. So that that wasn't that that what that bit of strategy wasn't there. And also you to me, the back breaking touchdown, the the. I mean, the one there that they they showed on the highlights forever, you know. All that was that was the the Diggs touchdown on the you know, catching a run. Yeah, <laughs> like you got you got to make that tackle. It wasn't. Yeah, Brandon Jones is making his first start since last October when he tore his ACL. Um, you know, I got I got a lot of thoughts on on the defense, but that wasn't his finest moment. Um, yeah. I think he had um, uh, a pretty rough game as well as Cater. I will say to start with the Diggs point, we did ask. Well, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator, was asked multiple times about um, just the concept of shadowing a receiver, whether they would do that, um, what goes into it. And he, you know, he mentioned a lot of different things. And he, long story, said, no, I don't think we're there yet. Like, he pretty much said, we're not going to shadow Stephon Diggs. And um, I wouldn't even say that the Bills uh, stayed away from Xavier Howard. They made sure to target Cater Kohu. Um, I, I, you know, I just wrote a film study on the game. In the three matchups last year, Xavier Howard, you know, in a completely different defensive scheme, a man-heavy defensive scheme, uh, Xavier Howard was lined up on Stephon Diggs on 57.7% of his routes, I believe. It was close to 60% of his routes in the three games that they played last year. Um, last Sunday, Stephon Diggs was lined up on Kater Kohu on 11 of 24 of his routes. And rewatching that game, it was a very intentional effort to isolate Kater Kohu Get him pretty much in, pretty much in man coverage, and then target him. Kaderko, who is a excellent young player, um, I think he can be a really, really, really good nickel cornerback. Um, they made the decision to move him outside, and they were burnt by it. And it wasn't until very late when the game was out of hand that finally maybe they kind of said, "Hey, we made the wrong decision," and they moved him back inside. But by then, it was way too late. But yeah, damage so- done. Yeah, but similar to Mike McDaniel, I'm not going to put it just on Kohu. I, I I think that you have to start with coaching in that in that uh, regards because he shouldn't have been put in that position. Right. There right. Were, exactly. Yeah, there were a lot, and, and it wasn't just him. Like there were a lots of coverage mistakes. Like they 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 should have made sure that hey, if I mean everyone could see that they were targeting Cater. So at some point you have to make that change and say hey, we're gonna if we're gonna if they're gonna keep putting him on you, we got to put somebody over top. Um, they didn't make that change. And even then, I mean, just there's just no redeemable quality about this defense right now. And this was the defense that I thought could be like top five best defense in the league. I thought that they had the personnel to do it. But I think we're quickly seeing two things. I think we're seeing that um, maybe the personnel is not really matching some of the things that, uh, you know, that are needed to let this scheme thrive. Um you know, I think that they're not getting great linebacker play from David Long or Jerome Baker. Um, I think that, you know, I question the fit of Brandon Jones in this uh, in this defense. He's usually been a box guy. They were using him like a true free safety. I don't think that that's where his skill set aligns best. Um, and they're not getting anything from the pass rush. I know Jalen Phillips has been pretty much out two games, um, but they're not getting much from Bradley Chubb. I mean, they paid him way too much money to to not be able to affect the yeah. passer in these types of games. And it's starting to get to the point where it's getting a little bit concerning. I mean, honestly, the last year, 
midseason trade. He's getting his, you know, kind of getting his his bearings under him and whatnot. But, you know, he has a full offseason, offseason workout program, preseason. He's reunited with the coach who we played very well under in Denver. And you're not getting, I mean, Andrew Van Ginkle. I like Andrew Van Ginkle. But when he's your best pass rusher, that's that can't that can't be that that, that can't happen that can't happen that can't so be. And that's yeah that that's a major yeah i mean there's a there's, that's a big question because and, and that's a big that's a big problem because and you know not to you, you, there's a whole lot of fingers pointed by as it is just because of the what you what they gave up to get him and the money but they're thinking okay we've got this we've got a pass rusher who can really we, we got a one man pass rush you know we well, no they they, they really think they they thought that they thought that they were pairing come up with an emerging pass rusher in Jalen Phillips and they were going to have like a, a fearsome bookend right right and because and, of and, the injuries and just not not shoddy play like they're they haven't gotten that at all but but even even if even without Phillips I mean the, what they get you know what they gave up for Bradley Chip and what they paid him said this guy by himself is gonna is makes teams game plan for him. It's gonna make teams, you know, it's gonna cause wreck havoc on an offense. It's gonna, yeah. you know, it's gonna gonna cause problems for a quarterback. And he's caused problems for cornerbacks because he hadn't gotten to the quarterback, but he hadn't because he hadn't gotten a lot. They hadn't caused many problems for many quarterbacks. Yeah. That's 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 very concerning. That's and that's a big hole in your defense that you did not expect there to be. Yeah. Um and, and this is a defense, yeah. this is a defense where they're not blitzing a ton, so you need to get home with the four-man pass rush. I mean, everyone was complaining about Josh Boyer blitzing last year, and at least they were kind of affecting the quarterback. I mean, they're not even getting close. They, like, they didn't really impact Josh Allen at all, and they haven't been getting consistent pressure over the four, first month of the season. I will say, though, going back to coaching, I think Banjo might have to – he might have to be a little less rigid. Like, I, I, obviously, you know, they, they expected to have Jalen Ramsey – uh, you know, in this defense, he's still at least a month away from, you know, really it being, you know, legit uh, a legitimate return being possible. Um, but and we'll see what happens when they get, you know, they're going to get Jalen Phillips back soon. They're going to get Deshaun Elliott, who was playing very well at safety with Javon Holland uh, before his injury. Um, but they might have to switch things up. They might have to blitz a little bit more. They might have to do some of that Brian Flores, uh, Josh Boyer cover zero type stuff just to kind of give you a chance because what they're doing right now just isn't working. Like they, they literally rank top bottom 10 in most major statistical categories. Uh, the run defense, just that's, that was, I kept on saying it last year. That was the bedrock of the unit last year. Now they're giving up big gains because of like the light boxes. Like something has to change. You can't, obviously, you know, it's a long season. There's still 13 games left. Um, they're still learning that system, but Banjo said himself that, you know, a learning curve, that's a convenient narrative. So you can't say, hey, they're still learning it. Like you expect them to produce. Um, I think that they have the personnel. That's what everyone said. They have the personnel to be a top 10 unit and they underperformed last year. Um, you change the scheme and they're, they're looking worse off. Something has to change. Um, and, and truthfully, I'm not sure where that change comes from because this isn't a, this isn't like a, people are saying what veterans can be bringing in, which like, this isn't like just kind of no. plug in somebody. I don't even think that you can put Ramsey in here and then automatically this unit is going to be top 10. Like there are yeah. problems at every single level right now. It's going to be exactly. interesting to see how they, how they make those changes uh, and how they adjust over time. That, yeah. And uh, in the games against, Again, your your games against the two best teams you've played, uh, you know, your points allowed, you allowed 48 and 33. 
you know, he okay, forty eight's helped out by a couple turnovers. And I, and I did say, and I, and I said last week. I mean, I I knew that the Bills were going to put up points. I didn't foresee forty eight. But I even said, like, even in the Denver game, everyone was talking about the offense. But I was like, hey, the Denver was moving the ball down the field, and although they only scored twenty thirteen, if you take away the uh, the kickoff the kickoff return, they were still able to move the ball. Like this wasn't like a you know airtight defense that was just locking down everything. They had the two uh, forced fumbles, and they got the interception. It's like when you're and then when you're when you're up by four or five scores. I mean, you, you it's kind of similar to what we saw this past Sunday. I mean, when you're up by so many scores, you're, you're playing past the entirety of the game. But it's like within the natural flow of the game, when it's close, you have to defend the run in the past. They were giving up some runs. They were giving up some passes. And it wasn't I, – I didn't want to just excuse that just because there was a blowout. I mean, um, again – we're judging this we're judging this team based off their different standards you know we're going to talk about this in the second half uh second half of the pod but you know you can't just excuse you know the little things i mean you start to see the cracks and then that get that gets exposed by some of the better teams in the nfl yep i mean clearly obviously it is and um i mean there's just really not much left to say i mean they got beat in almost every phase of the game and at every level in each phase of the game. So, you know, it, I think it was a jarring game. Um, I think it's probably more jarring. I don't know if it's more jarring for the fans or for the players, because I think the fa- I think the fans got bedazzled a little bit by the, you know, by the previous week. Um, and, you know, players are usually not that, they're they're a little more savvy they you know they see beneath the surface they're not usually not that facile and they usually see beneath the surface pretty well and um but i gotta think that this kind of stuns them but they weren't this wasn't a competitive game after what third quarter you know yeah, by the third quarter it really got out of hand yeah it was 30, it, it, 31 31 to 14 at half and you know they went yeah. down to their credit they went down they scored uh, an opening half score, a touchdown, they brought it to 11. And then you thought, hey, if you can get a stop, and they did. I mean, they held them to a field goal. But after the interception and then the ensuing touchdown, yeah. once you get up to, to, to 21 points, that's when, uh, you know, yeah. the tide had really turned. So, I mean, post game, they, they said all the right things. It's one game, we shake it off, we're going to keep on moving, and it's a long season, uh, and we'll see uh, how they respond. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back in the, uh, the other half, second half of the podcast, um, the Dolphins have another major injury uh where they go from now uh given the injury given the loss and we're going to give our dolphins giants prediction so stay locked with us and we'll be back soon what's going on everybody still here on the dolphins in that podcast with david neal talking all things dolphins now in the first half we discuss the dolphins 48 to 20 shocking blowout loss to the buffalo bills and um to make matters worse the dolphins suffered a big injury to starting left tackle to Ron Armstead. He injured his knee um, late in the first half, um, immediately walked back to the training room, did not come back. Um, the following day, Mike McDaniel told reporters um, that his injury is a matter of weeks, not days. Um, 
So just another kind of disappointing development for Armstead. Obviously, um, you know, he had injured his ankle, um, or I believe, um, in August, mid-August during uh, joint practices. Missed the first two games of the season. Came back, looked really good in Denver. Uh, but obviously, he's going to be sidelined again. Kendall Lamb, who started the first two games of the season for Armstead, he gets back into the starting lineup. Um, so, no, you know, you're down two starting linemen. Um, it looks like Connor Williams is coming back sooner rather than later. He missed this past game. Um, but you have an uh, interesting uh, state of the team, I would say. Um, I, I would say this game is kind of a not only a bummer because the Dolphins um, fell short of expectations in a, in, a, in a really big game, but I would say that um, for me, I'm, I'm kind of looking at these next two games against the Giants and the Panthers. Um, and I, I would say, obviously, every game matters and every game is important. Um, but... I, I, I mentioned this in the first half of the pod. I, I'm looking at this team, you know, just last week I said, I think this could be a special offense, a special team. I said that they're the best team in the NFL. You reluctantly uh, agreed with me, um, but, but I'm looking at this team by different standards. Like this is a, this is a different team. This is different from, you know, the past years when they were the laughing, laughing stock of the, the NFL, you know, they were quote unquote tanking. Like we're, we're, we're looking at this team as a team that is a true contender. Um, and for them to fall short against the bills, um, you know, I kind of look like, all right, well, you can beat up and look good against, you know, the bad teams in the NFL, the Denver Broncos and New England Patriots. Um, but what I'm really judging this team now is how do you look against, you know, the better teams in the NFL and the type of teams that you need to to beat to get where you want to be. Um, what the Dolphins saw on defense, you know, uh, from the Buffalo Bills defense, that wasn't like a foreign concept or a foreign coverage. I mean, they said they, they've seen that. Tyreek was like, they, they played cover two. They packed the middle of the field like everyone tries to do. They got pressure on us. Um, but this was like the first team that was really able to do that since, you know, maybe the Chargers and and really the San Francisco 49ers in terms of like their linebackers really getting depth. So my question is like, has this team really grown? Like we talked about, oh, this this offense has evolved. This There's a new gear. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think you have to kind of take a step back uh, and, and wait. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the the, the really – the real games on the schedule that are going to, you know, tell that like, you know, three weeks when they play Philly or when they play Kansas city, or even later in the season when they play, uh, you know, Baltimore, Dallas, and then they obviously they end the regular season with Buffalo. Um, but now I, I start to kind of wonder, like, is this team, you know, I'm starting to maybe have second, second guesses because I, I do wonder how redeemable the defense is at this point. Um, and the offense, it, it looked like, the unit from last year where they became a little too one dimensional. They weren't able to, to consistently run the ball. And again, you can do that against the bad teams in the NFL. Like, okay, good for you. Like, I, right, we're going to get to our prediction soon. I fully expect them to beat up on the giants because the giants are a bad team. I think the right. Dolphins are a good team. Um, but now it's like, all right, well, you can do that. You can beat up on the giants. You can probably beat up on the Panthers. Um, but, you know, I think that it was definitely a reality check. Uh, in terms of, you know, maybe, you know, and I'll say, I'll say it myself, because I said, I think this, this could be a historic offense. Maybe you have to pump the brakes, because I think a lot of stuff was kind of overstated. I think that the offensive line's growth was a little bit overstated. I, I think that, um, again, some some of the stuff on the defense that we saw was a little overstated. Um, and, you know, they got to, they gotta you know, get back to the drawing board, because they're going to get guys back. You know, Jalen Phillips is going to be back. Deshaun Elliott's going to be back. But I, 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 I just don't know if, uh, you know, 
again, I think maybe we have to pump the brakes and recalibrate what we thought of this team because, you know, this was their biggest test to date and they fell short. I don't think that they're 28 points worse than than the Bills, but it just kind of avalanched on them. And we started to see some of these issues from last year creep up again in that game against, you know, a top tier team. Well, I think, I think there's, think there's time for over, you know, I think that we need to put limits on overreaction, just like I was, you know, kind of limiting overreaction positively. Let's, let's, let's. I mean, I, I still think they're a good let's team. Let's go down. Like, like, I, I still think they're a good team. I think they're, I think they're a very good team. I think that I they're going to win a lot of credit, games this year, but still. Credit to the Bills who have played very, very well. They played an incredible since, game. Uh, since that dog of an opening game. Okay. It was, it was like they, they got that out of their system and yeah. okay, good. We're now, now we're, I, that, now we're flushed out. That might be the best defense in the NFL. And I, last yeah. week I said that I thought that maybe the defense was a little overrated. No, nah, I have they, I'll stay corrected. Yeah. They, looks legit. they played very well the last three games. And so, you know, that, you know, need to give them some credit. I, I think they made the Dolphins one-dimensional by dominating the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I think they – as less than the Dolphins being one-dimensional because they fell in love with, you know, let's let's throw to our really fast wide receivers and, you know, or, you know, throw to a fast running back who threw, you know, in a hole uh, on a route or, or a mismatch created by our really fast wide receivers. Um I think I think the Dolphins got put got made to be one <clears throat> in a situation where they were one dimensional. They have they have put in that situation. Um, yeah, you want to measure a team against the other good teams. Uh, still, in all you you kind of have to take note. Look look around the league. I mean, you know, Dallas lost to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm you, not. You, I'm you, definitely not overreacting off of one no, game. I, no. I'm not, like the Dolphins have to, are still a very good team. I, I and I, I don't think. I think, yeah, this was a you know this was a, it's a yardstick game. You know, you either you take out the yardstick and you find out you you know you're just as you measure the same as the other guy, or you get that yardstick broken over your behind like your mama used to do, and you find out okay we're not there yet, and. I think the Dolphins found out, okay, you're not there yet. You may not be 28 points away. Like you said, it got a kind of snowball, got avalanched. Okay, maybe you're not 28 points away, but you are a significant distance away from the team, the best team in your division right I now. Wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't and, even say they're a significant. Like, I, I don't think that – I think the gap is def- – like, I I think that the game snowballed on them um, – I would say the the defense is definitely the most concerning because right, but off- I, think I think the offense can put up points, but you have to get some stops. Like the, the, you, you lose, lose, you lose by twenty eight points. It's you lose by twenty eight points in that kind in that kind of game. I I just think they are they were they got outplayed on both sides of the ball. There is a significant difference between you and the bubble. It's not you know it, it's not they're not in a different galaxy. There, but there is a significant difference right now. Okay, and and it to me it would. You know the Dolphins should approach it that way. Okay, there's a significant difference between you two, between you and them, and you need to make it up by the end of the season. And you got 13 games to make that up. Yeah, that, that's what okay. I said. They, they have to be ready. They have to be ready to meet the moment. I think that what's now for and, them is like, hey, we have to continue to incrementally grow so that when we see you in Week 18, when maybe the division's on the line, when seeding's on the line, maybe home field advantage. In week 18, they got to be ready to meet the moment. And, and I and I think that they will be by then. But for me, 
it's that – see, I think the Dolphins are still going to win a lot of games this year because I'll say this. There are very few teams that I think have the the scheme and personnel to do what the Bills did to them on Sunday. But right. but the problem is, is that if the Dolphins want to be a legit team, a legit contender of this team – they got to beat those teams, you know. Right. They, they got right. whether exactly. whether it, whether it's uh, whether it's Buffalo or whether it's you know they're going to play Philly in a couple of weeks, Kansas City. Like they have to be able on offense and defense, they have to be able to meet the moment against that personnel and that scheme. And my question is, I think on offense they're going to get there. I I think it was definitely a bad day at the office, you know. Yeah. And we I, 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 just, I don't know I don't know what they're going to look like in terms of health three months from now. Um, but you you know if Armstead's in there, if Connor Williams in there instead of Liam Eikenberg, who struggled a lot, like he's not a center, um, they might have to revisit their backup center plan. If they have their off their starting offensive line healthy in there, um, you know I think that they'll be able to make enough adjustments. I mean they they, they still move the ball down the field. I mean honestly, like by early third quarter they had twenty points on the board. The problem is that you know the defense couldn't get a stop and they got right. too far behind where you know. The, Bills didn't need to respect their run game, um, yeah. so and you're, and you're I think the offense fields all the time. Exactly. So I'm 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 still I think the offense is fine. Like I don't think that they're going through an existential crisis. I think that the defense they might have to have a come to Jesus moment soon because again I don't think that there's much redeemable from that group right now, and they're not one player away. Like it's not oh we just need to wait on Jalen Ramsey and then he's going to fix things. And I think that, like I said in the first half, Vangio might have to be a little more malleable. He might have to kind of do some stuff that he's not maybe known for, but fits this unit well to get the most out of them. Um, you know, it's a give and take. I mean, they coaches always say we got to, um, you know, they say, hey, we, we're going to tailor our scheme to the players. Um, well, right now, you know, they're, they're tailoring it to what Vangio is known for and what he likes to do. And that's not working right now. They, they have to switch things up. Um, you know, maybe they have to move. Kohu back inside. Maybe Cam Smith, the rookie second round pick, might have to get some run. I don't. I don't know what's happening. He looked good in training camp, and now he can't even touch the field. I. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um. So they got to make some changes. Um. And, and and make them soon because again, they're they're going to be at home over the next couple of games. Um. I think they're. I think I think they're going to start to rack up some wins. But in two weeks or three weeks, they're going to Philly. They're playing. You know the NFC champions. After that, they're going to Germany. They're playing, you know, the AFC champions. Um, the second half of that of that schedule, uh, Super Bowl champions. Excuse me, not just the AFC champions, the Super Bowl, the reigning <laughs> Super Bowl champions. And the second half of that schedule, you know, you got to play teams like Dallas. You got to play teams like Baltimore. You got to play the Buffalo again. Like they have to uh, make sure that you know they're not gonna. You, you can't win the Super Bowl in one game. You can't win the division in one game. Um, but incrementally, they have to be able to, you know, make these changes over time. Maybe these next two weeks is when you start experimenting with certain guys because, you know, they should be able to win these games pretty easily and pretty thoroughly against the Giants and Panthers. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to experiment with some stuff, get some guys in there in different spots and see what you have long-term. Yeah, I think, I mean, the concerning part is, of course, to, I mean, as I said earlier, you the two best teams you've played have run the ball really well on you. And you can't win that way. You can't win big that way. You can win big do it with you can win big without a great passing attack. You, it, it's really hard. You can win big without, you know, you just have you have to have some kind of running attack to win to win. You can't be purely a pass offense. Um 
you can have the not greatest pass defense, but you cannot be a bad run defense and win anything after December in the NFL. And, and so they need, I mean, that's obviously the most concerning thing uh, because everything flows from that. If, if a team can run on you, then forget your pass rush. You know, you, you know, you're, you're in deep trouble. Um, So, you know, these next few games, yeah, you expect them to get up and, the Giants, they really didn't look good last night. This is a perfect bounce back. I would say this is a perfect bounce back yeah, game yeah. for the Dolphins. This, this is one the one that's good be good for to make up the you know build up some confidence, but yeah, like yeah. you said maybe also try some things. But I think you need to go in the game saying defensively. I think you need to go in the game saying, look, we they they want to run the ball because they don't want to you know the Saquon Barkley don't, they should don't, might be back for that game. Yeah, but they. You know, they're going to want to bank, bank, run the ball. We need to stop the run. We need to do whatever we need to do, stop the run. And then, you know, we'll, you know, pick up the pass rush on the go or whatever. But, um, yeah, this is stylistically, it's a, it's honestly a perfect match for this team because right. the Giants defense, um, led by Wink Martindale, who I covered in Baltimore, he loves to blitz. He loves to do single high. He loves to put his cornerbacks on an island. They have two rookie cornerbacks who are getting a lot of run, including Deontay Banks, Go Terps, former Maryland grad. Uh, just giving a shout-out to my alma mater. But um, I think that this is a game where the offense should feast. Like, I think – I'm not saying 70, but I think they, they should put up 30 pretty easily, and they might be able to put up 40 if – the Giants are going to blitz as much as they have. I think that they rank second in blitz rate right now. Um, that that is, you know, teams do not do that against the Dolphins. So if for 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 good reason. So if they want to do that, um, I think we have to punish them. The Giants do have a pretty good defensive line. I will say, um, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, two guys that have just recently got paid. You know, we're talking about Christian Wilkins. Those are really good interior defensive linemen that have played very well. Um, I'm interested to see whether Connor Williams is able to play. He was limited uh, Thursday and Friday last week and questionable. So that's kind of trending like he might be able to go this uh, Sunday. If he does, that'll be a big boost. If not, um, I'm very interested to see how the battle in the trenches goes. But even so, I think that just given the way that defense is made up, um, the Dolphins should be able to definitely pass the ball and move the ball around a lot on, you know, Facing the Giants offense, the, the offensive line is a mess. How many times did Daniel, Daniel Jones get sacked like 11 or something crazy like that uh, this past game? They don't have the guys on the outside like Stephon Diggs that should threaten you. Obviously, Darren Waller, that's going to be an interesting match to see what they do right. with him because he's pretty much a pseudo wide receiver. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, this is like one of those games where if you don't get a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones, if you, your defense isn't able to really control the line of scrimmage um, and dictate the terms of the game, that's when we really need to sound the alarm. But I don't think that'll be the case. I mean, they're coming back home. They play, obviously, they play a lot better at home. I do expect this to be a very thorough blowout type game, you know, 34, 17, 37, 20. I, I think that they're going to run away with this game early and often, honestly. Um, and um, again, I, I think that it'll be good because every win matters in the NFL. Um, but I'll still be thinking like, okay, well, this is what I expect from you. Um, so I do expect them to to really take care of this game and win this game easily. And then they'll move to the Panthers. And then I think 
what will be another really telling game will come up in Philly in two weeks. But for now, uh, I'm taking the, the the Dolphins to win. I'll say 34 uh, to 13. I don't think it's going to be very close. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 38, 17. Um, I'm not exactly sure why I think the, the Giants are going to get. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how the Giants get the 17 points, to, to be honest. <laughs> as, but, bad as, uh, as bad as the defense have been, unless, yeah, unless Saquon you know, comes back and Saquon is superhuman. But even so, I, I don't think that uh, they're going to let Saquon run crazy. Uh, I, yeah, um, I'll go. I'll, st- I'll stick with 38, 17. What the heck? Um, you know, we're, I mean, well, we both got them covering. I think the line's up to like yeah. 10 and a half, 11 now. So, I mean, Vegas thinks it's going to be a pretty thorough yeah. Dolphins. Vegas, Vegas has a lot of trust in the Dolphins. And, uh, you know, so we'll, you know, we'll see. I, I think, you know, if they, if they come out and put the, you know, put the beat down on, that's, it's what you, as you said, it's what you expect. And it's also, again, it's what a good team does in this situation. You, if you're a very good team, you come out, you, you know, smack them in the mouth, beat them down and, you know, take the jacket and go home. And um, so I think, and I think they should be uh, quite motivated to do that this week. Not for and sure. Again, the giants are coming off a short week. Uh, they you know, they played last night, and then they got a, you know, they had to go on the road, and uh, yeah, boy, they just didn't they didn't look like they they had much going on there. And then they had one, they finally got the one drive going, and uh, throw up pick six, and yeah, <laughs> that's about it. You know, fourteen and three yeah. turns into twenty one to three, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much game. So yeah. and at that, Seattle was letting them hang around. Seattle could have gotten them out of there earlier. So um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. But yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's you know, I think the Dolphins are still should still be considered Super Bowl contenders and everything. But I just yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking a, them off the I'm not knocking them off the perch entirely. I'm just saying maybe I got to recalibrate. They're, they're not where they where they they're not where they want to be relative to the other uh, teams you would call Super Bowl contenders, and definitely not yeah. compared to two a couple of them. So, yeah, and obviously it's a long season. You no, know, yeah. game four. Of 17, which and the Dolphins hope that it's not just 17 games, um, long season. But right now, you know, still a lot of stuff to uh, um, to work on to correct. Um, you know, they're started three or four uh, on the road. Now they're able to kind of stack some games at home, starting with the Giants and the Panthers. So we'll see how they respond hosting the Giants this weekend. All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Reminder to subscribe, excuse me, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. We'll be recap and we'll see if the Dolphins uh, can turn around from that humbling as to a turn of our lowest set at loss. Um, you guys enjoy the rest of the week, enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>